Welcome to Just Julie. I am Julie, and I want you to know how thankful I am that you chose to join me today. And now, here is today's episode. Today's episode was fabulous. I can't wait for you to hear it. And please listen all the way to the end. It's epic. Hello, Ben Lee. How in the world are you? Hello, Julie. I'm doing well. Can you hear me? I can hear you just great. Welcome to today's podcast. Awesome. It is. I'm great. Happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness, Ben, you have created, I'm going to use your word, an (laughs) epic, an epic outpouring of of candy corn lovers and haters. (laughs) It has been pretty amazing what has happened, Julie. I, I, I know. Who knew that that this is what would happen? And what's so interesting, Ben, is is you play it really well with all your listeners and um, and the gifts people are giving and it's it's just been it's just been incredible. But before we get into all of that, I, I want to hear a little bit about you mm-hmm. um, as far as you have a podcast and mm-hmm. you have a story about your own personal life mm-hmm. that I think other people need to hear about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. So. Back in 2006, 2007, you know, I got a regular routine physical. Uh, my T wave was inverted. Uh, there was something going on with my heart. And uh, after seeing three cardiologists, it was confirmed that I have uh, HCM, which is hypertrophic cardiomyopathy. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to 2010. I made the decision with a lot of prayer and consultation to get a defibrillator, and it's called a implantable cardioverter defibrillator. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was 30 at the time, Julie. That was pretty, it was a pretty big deal for me because fitness has always been a big part of my life. And now having a piece of metal in my chest and having to get multiple defibrillators throughout my life. I'm on my second one right now. Uh, they're, okay. they're battery operated. So eventually the battery runs down. They're pretty good. The last, uh, this one's probably going to last about 11 years or so, but I had to make a decision then Julie, how I was going to navigate this. Most importantly, my faith, it was going mm-hmm. to be the foundation. Um, you know, my mom has been really optimistic throughout her life and she, she's gone through so much. My dad wasn't really around, um, I saw my mom and how she was able to persevere. And so she has really helped me with a positive outlook and a positive mindset. So I started playing around with this idea of uh, I can do because those are the initials uh, of the uh, of the defibrillator, the ICD. And so I wanted to turn it into something positive. And so going back to 2010, I've I started creating this idea of I can do. And so my podcast is called I Can Do because it's connected to this defibrillator. And it's because I have come to understand the the importance of 
the right mindset. And again, mm-hmm. obviously we need God in our lives and we need to trust in him. And I've learned a lot about trust too, because, you know, I don't know if this thing is going to work when I actually need it. I have to trust in him. Um, I, yeah. There are certain things I can't do, but there are a lot of things that I can do. And so this idea of I can do has, has been something that I've really I've thought a lot about and have really pushed it. And so in 2019, I started my podcast, I Can Do, just because I I love encouraging other people and I need to be reminded of things as well. And so um, I Can Do is really all about really transforming how we think and how we live and really making the most of what we have and who we are. And so uh, that's how the podcast got started. That's kind of the backstory behind it, where it started off with something you want to call it negative, but I don't really think it's negative. I'm so blessed because I can really do a lot of things despite the heart condition that I do have. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so just really trying to view life, you know, the right way. Uh, there's just so many blessings that we all have and, um, you know, we get to decide how we're going to respond to life when we do get those, uh, devastating diagnoses uh, difficult days, all of those things, we can have an I can do mindset. Oh, absolutely. It's a, it's a choice that we have. And sometimes those are not the kind of choices we want to make, but you took this and you literally ran with it Mm -hmm. and decided I, I am not going to let this define me. It's not going to, um, make me be someone that I don't want to be. Mm -hmm. I, you, you have so much energy and anybody who follows Ben, okay, his face is going to show up every day in your, in your Facebook <laughs> feed or whatever, because he is going to be saying to you, get out of bed, mm-hmm. get to walking, doing all these things. And you know, sometimes when I, okay, can we have some true confession? Here? Please, please do. Okay. So when I see your face show up sometimes and yeah. you're going like, get out of bed, I'm like, who does he think he is <laughs> telling me I, I, this is my, this is my quiet time here. You know, I'm sipping my coffee, but at the same time, yeah. I know what you're trying to do. Ben, do you find it really hard to, to motivate people? I mean, I know for myself, it's hard for me sometimes to be a self motivator. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you see, you know, when you work with people? Yeah, it is hard to, to motivate people. And that's something I think I'm learning a lot more to, you know, you can only do so much for helping people. People have to make mm-hmm. the decision. This is something that I want to do. Uh, th- what I post on Facebook, get up, work out. That's just something I started, I think, probably going back to 2016. And that's when I, that's when I had a really big transformational shift. Uh, in my life where I was waking up at 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. I started waking up at 4 because a buddy of mine wanted to work out at 5. And I was like, how am I going to do that? Because that means (laughs) I have to wake up at 4. But he had to work at a certain time. And so those first three weeks were brutal. So, yeah, people, you know, motivation will run out eventually. It's going to run out eventually for all of us. So we Mm -hmm. have to tap into something deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Because motivation on any given day, you know, you get a lack of sleep, you're not going to be motivated 
to to get up or to be your best at work but we need to tap into it right so we need to we need to have an attitude of do it anyway uh, mm-hmm. do it well i mean you think about colossians chapter three whatever we do you know uh, with our work you know we're supposed to do it for the lord and so there has to be something deeper and even when it comes to our bodies too so we understand the importance of being good stewards and mm-hmm. uh, our health is eventually going to fade away and we're going to go back to the dust of the ground but while we're still here why not be the best possible version or shape that we can be, you know, for work in the kingdom of God, for our families to, to enjoy these moments that we have. And so I'll, I'll just tell you this, Julie, you confess and I'll confess too. last year around this time, this time last year in the fall, uh, when I got on the scale January 8th, I had gained 17 pounds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's not me, but I have to take full responsibility because I'm the one that did it. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there were other circumstances going on, but I made the decision to respond a certain way. And so I, I just know how much it takes to lose the weight and keep it off. And so, um, you know, this year uh, I'm just doing something totally different. People have asked, I think you mentioned it on one of my posts, you know, I've been saying it's like January 5th or January <laughs> 8th, and now it's February 3rd because I'm already anticipating. And I did this last year. You know, I did what a lot of people typically do. They wait till the beginning of the year. They don't track or measure anything. That's what I did last year. And that's how I got on the scale and had a big sticker shock where, Mm -hmm. you know, my pants aren't fitting. Well, Mm -hmm. that's not that's not the standard that I typically have or want. And so I'm already thinking about, no, I want to actually be four months ahead when January hits. I I don't want to be playing catch up. And, and so, um, so that's kind of been my mindset, but for the listeners, motivation will run out. So we have to tap into something deeper, uh, something more challenging. And that's where I really like to encourage people, Julie, create some goals that are really going to stretch us, stretch yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I I've signed up for a marathon, Lord willing, uh, I want to run a marathon December 16th. Say a oh, prayer that's for me. Fabulous. Yeah, I've never done it before. So that's a stretch mm-hmm. goal. Uh, mm-hmm. There is some fear with that. I've done some half marathons before. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing just all the different thoughts that swirl in my head as I'm running, you know, especially, you know, if you got to do six miles or nine miles or 10 miles. So I got to do 13 this week. Um, mm-hmm. But why not? You know, mm-hmm. just kind of being average, you know, how far is that going to get us? You know, so we all know the standard when we are optimal, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. this isn't about comparing yourself to anyone else or even oh. me. My time is not going to be fast in this marathon. That's not the point of why I'm doing it. I'm doing it right. because it's the mental challenge. And so mm-hmm. motivation, you know, you can hear somebody on Facebook or YouTube and you're like, yeah, that feels good. That sounds good. And then 10 minutes later, you're back in bed. So that's not going to work long term. You know what I mean? And yeah, I'm hearing that one right yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it has to be self-discipline. There has to be something greater. You mm. know what I mean? If that makes sense of, you know, yeah. this is, this is what I'm going to do. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what comes up. So, mm-hmm. okay. I didn't get a lot of sleep, but I've already told myself, this is what I'm going to do. And so when we start following through, we're building this confidence. Confidence is earned. 
And it's not just going to happen reading a quote or scrolling on social media. We have to show up. And so those are the perfect moments when you don't want to get out of bed, lace up the shoes, lift the weights. Okay, if I go through this today, this is going to build the calluses and the strength that I need. So when that time comes, I'm going to be ready. And I like what one person said, um, uh, you know, prepare without purpose. Uh, this guy was talking right. about prepare without purpose. And the idea is, okay, let's say you don't even have a race on your uh, schedule or mm-hmm. um, some big event that's coming up. That's okay. Just keep preparing. Mm-hmm. Because when certain things do come up, now you're ready for that moment. And it's not just always the physical, but uh, a death in the family, a death of someone close, a challenging work experience. I mean, life is go- life is hard enough every day, mm-hmm. but even, mm-hmm. even, even more challenging when we're not our optimal selves. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and, and I think that's one of the things I like this idea about being, um, prepared like that uh, because most of the time you at least for me when something arises and I'm thinking oh my goodness what's the script for this and I think we have to be prepared with a script so to speak on how we're going to handle whatever shows up Mm -hmm. so for instance if we're talking about our our mental motivation we've got to have that ready to go grab because something will something will come up that will be will be that challenge. Mm-hmm. So the challenge could be that that you're going to have to go somewhere where you're going to have to walk a few flights of stairs. For right. instance, Wilson's in a place this week. It's three flights of stairs. It's an Airbnb. It's three flights of stairs to get to his room mm-hmm. at the Airbnb. Yeah. And and he told me, he goes, Oh my goodness, if I'd had your suitcase, I'd have had to carry it all the way up there too. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're exactly right. Well, and yeah. that's the thing too, you know, life is short. We both know how short life is. We know mm-hmm. how fragile life is. So yeah, you, you know, we miss out on these opportunities that will just naturally come because we haven't we just haven't been preparing. So yeah, three flights of stairs. That's not, that's not, that's not hard for Wilson, but mm-hmm. for a lot of people, that, that would be, a, it would be crushing. Difficult. And they, 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 would, they would complain about that the entire mm-hmm. week or the entire stay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. Cause there's no, there's no elevator there. So either, either you take it on or you realize, I don't know that I can do that. And so being, being prepared, I love, I love that. The other thing I like that you said is the the way that we compare. Yeah. Ben, how do you how do you help people to stop that comparing thing? Because mm. it is crippling and to a lot of people. I think one of the things we fail to do, Julie, is realize, you know, a lot of the accomplishments that we've had in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, pride is something we have to be very careful of. However, acknowledging, you know what, I did complete this. I did finish this. Um, I do believe social media is a big culprit of this as well with the comparison. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I also think contentment is a part of this as well. So, you know, how content can we be in our own in our own selves, in our own skin, so to speak? So one of the things I just like to do, I guess, for myself, first and foremost, and this is something I've been working on as well, 
really count my blessings. And, and I, I really mean that. I, I went on a short gospel trip, gospel meeting trip. It was just a Wednesday night series. And I, I had a bad attitude um, before I left. And, you know, when I was mm -hmm. on the plane, I, I wrote out about 115 things just on my phone uh, of things that I'm grateful for, things that I've received throughout the years, you know, things that God has blessed me with, obviously. And it really changed my whole mindset. When we start doing that more and make the competition with the man in the mirror, um, we won't have time to focus on anyone else. I'm always intrigued too, Julie, with people on social media who follow no one else, but they have like a million followers. I always find that <laughs> funny. And I actually get a little bit upset. Like, okay, you want me to follow you, but you don't follow anyone. But on the other hand, I'm like, that's actually kind of exciting and challenging at the same time. Like there's confidence there. Maybe some people uh -huh. say they're being a little cocky, but they're focused. They're so focused on what they have to get done. And they're mm -hmm. not worried about, okay, am I measuring up to this person, this sister, this brother, their time? And so how do we do this? How do we stop the comparison game? No, it's a game, number one, that you will always lose. You will mm -hmm. always lose this game. There's always someone's going to be faster, stronger, richer, better looking. So, no, it's a losing game. So don't play life where you're going to set yourself up to lose every day. Mm -hmm. Play exactly. life where you're going to win. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. the comparison, maybe the easiest way to do this, Julie, is to look at a year to year. So I'm looking at last year and I'm comparing myself to the bin of last year. Ben mm -hmm. last year was weak. He was not focused. He was maybe too satisfied and just kind of ate his way through his feelings and emotions. Okay, I want to compare myself to that Ben, that person from last mm -hmm. year or from mm -hmm. last quarter or six months ago. That's how we win. And then when we start focusing on ourselves, we don't we don't have time to try to compare ourselves to everybody else. And then ultimately, when we understand that we're complete in Christ, Colossians chapter two, that we're not lacking anything because we are in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. That's really the game changer. That's how we're ultimately going to stop doing this because and I think there's a, I think that's showing that there may be some kind of deficiency or something lacking in our understanding of who we are in jesus christ i totally agree yeah yes. and so yeah. then we have to peel that layer back who am i turning to mm -hmm. you know who am i listening to um mm -hmm. you know psalm 4 the psalmist is going to turn to the lord jehoshaphat mm -hmm. our eyes are on you O lord um you know encouraging ourselves in the lord like king david did in first samuel 30 when he's all by himself and so we have to understand Maybe we're too fleshly minded, too carnal minded at times with some of these comparisons with uh, stats or looks or figures or whatever the case may be. And, and so we have to go to a deeper place and we have to be, I think, even more rooted in Christ. Yes, I, I think that's that's so true, because finding finding your freedom in Christ looks very different when you finally find your freedom. Mm -hmm. Because we tend to sometimes expect something maybe almost very um, 
box-like looking as to where my freedom is, and we check it off in, in that way. Mm. But when you truly find your freedom in Christ, you will live so much more freely. Mm. And it will be powerful to you because you will be unstoppable. And I think that's the difference is when you become unstoppable, you're finally free in Christ. And it's a, yeah. it's a wonderful experience. I have not always had that. Right. I am learning that. And I wish um, I had learned it years ago. But perhaps that's what happens with aging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get we get wiser. Yeah, well, that's how it's supposed to work. Well, I'll yeah. tell you this. I, I love what you just said, finding your freedom. I don't know if you've done some podcasts on this or not, but what a great subject, finding your freedom in, in Christ. And I'll tell you this too, Julie. One of the things that has really lit a fire in me is seeing loved ones who have recently been sick. Death is one of the great motivators. Mm -hmm. And when we understand death and what's going to happen at death and the reality of death, Americans don't often like to talk a lot about death. Um, and people die with a lot of regrets. But, but the depth, and I was reading this in a, in a book, you know, people, it's not so much the, all the activities that people, you know, feel like or think they need to have, right, to truly live, but it's the depth of our living. And so today, can we enjoy today to the fullest, the ordinary routines of like what you said, making your coffee this morning, putting <laughs> your, you know, going to the gym, going to work, the drive to work, the communication with our spouses, even this podcast, how, how, you know, how deep can we enjoy these moments that we have every day? And, and that is going to certainly help us, I think, to eliminate the comparison game uh, increase our motivation and our desire to want to get better. And, and I, I love what you said, finding your freedom. And that's a, pa a passage I've been thinking about is Philippians chapter four, mm -hmm. this peace that surpasses all understanding. And I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. When we have this peace, comparison goes out the window. Right. You're right. Peace is all connected to the gospel. That's what Peter taught Cornelius in Acts chapter 10. And it's what we have according to Romans 5, verses 1 and 2. So I think sometimes we're missing that and maybe just trying to fully understand what that looks like. But I think so many of these things are just going to settle down in our minds and our hearts like a snow globe. The snow just kind of settles down as we put more emphasis um, on God and Christ and who we are in Him and finding this freedom and uh, truly understanding what it looks like. Right. I love that idea about a snow globe because finally when the when all the flakes go down to the bottom um, and sometimes our thoughts can be kind of flaky when all the flakes go to the bottom, we can clearly see what's still standing. And who is that? What mm -hmm. is that mm -hmm. in that snow globe? So uh, I really I really like that. I want to transition into this candy corn thing. <laughs> I don't. Oh, so so I, I know there's been this battle of the corn yeah. for going on going on for a long time, <laughs> um, and I, I think it's probably been in the history of candy corn that there have been people who have just taken their swords and 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 fighting the others on why would we allow this to even show up? Yes. But mm -hmm. um, the candy corn in your mind means what? Then? <laughs> 
pain, anguish, suffering, defeat, <laughs> low standards. No. <laughs> candy corn, you know, Julie, this whole thing with the candy corn has been, it's been, uh, it's been epic. It really has. And it's, it's, it's brought me great joy. Uh, and I know I'm, um, you know, the children of the corn, the COTC, they're, they're really powerful. I got a package yesterday, Julie. And uh, I want answers. I, I I have virtually no answers, but someone sent me Reese's peanut butter cups. And I was like, okay, they must be part of the resistance. But they sent this to me from Los Angeles. And and so oh. I'm getting sent candy. I got candy. I got co- or, uh, candy corn, cotton candy sent from Illinois. And so, you know, I will, I will, I will confess this. This is a tell all podcast today with candy corn. You know, I used to eat a lot of candy corn. And as I as I'm surrounded by candy corn, this is the power of the mind. You know, I'm actually thinking maybe I should have some candy corn because I see it. It's nonstop. I thought this was going to be a video podcast. I got a candy corn shirt on and, you know, I got candy corn stuff all around my desk. And uh, so the pressure is is really intense. But Nikki and I, this all started a couple of years ago when we started doing research on candy corn. And just looking at some of the ingredients. And I was like, man, I I don't know if I want to eat this, right? It's like the shellac bug. And, you know, it's just got some weird stuff on it. Like, they're indestructible. Like, you know, candy corn, those stand the test of time, I think. You know, I mean, they just just seem to, they're just so thick. And, you know, nothing seems to destroy them. So, uh, but it's all in fun. And uh, those are some thoughts when I think about candy corn. Yeah. Well, you know, you've had people that they've started this, um, this Facebook page Yeah, and, uh, you're supposed to get to a thousand followers and, and you're, you're going to do what if you get a thousand followers? I know. I, mean, I know. This so is, isn't this Ben's candy corn? Yeah. Ben's candy thing? corn Facebook mm-hmm. page. So, mm-hmm. you know, I was talking a lot of trash, uh, <laughs> and it's going to come back to bite me. Uh, I'm afraid so. I'm come afraid back so. To hurt me. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think, I think so. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if they get to a thousand followers. So I started the page and I, and I, I dropped the gauntlet, right? So here's your challenge. So when they get to a thousand followers, I will eat candy corn on Halloween. And I want to go live on Facebook. Yes. Nine o'clock on Halloween. It looks like it's, uh, it's going to happen. They're like at 833 followers. Oh, okay. Yeah. <sighs> I, checked, I checked before I got on here. It's, uh, is it's... it more? Well, I think it might be more. I'm sorry to say. You know. <laughs> <laughs> After this podcast, I, yeah. I think it will be. Well, mm-hmm. you have a you have a really big audience, and so I do think it's going to be a lot bigger. But uh, but I'll say this too: it really is amazing, Julie, how this has just brought a lot of people joy, and it's brought <laughs> me a lot of joy. Like I had a yeah. gospel, you know, just a one Sunday in uh, Beaumont at the, the Down Road mm-hmm. Church. And, um, you know, I took some photos. They're on Facebook. But a lot oh, of... I saw that. Did you Everybody see that? Everybody's dressed in candy corn festive wear. <laughs> <laughs> and I have nothing to do with this. So after, um, after my morning sermon, you know, all these kids started coming up to me and saying, here's some candy corn. Here's some candy corn. Here's some candy corn. Here's some candy corn. <laughs> I got 31 bags of candy corn. (laughs) But now I have not shared this. Here's what's happened too. So Sunday morning, minding my own business, um, person I was staying with went outside 
I got a jog and my car um, had been candy corn. And so it had um, sticky notes that said, I love candy. I love CC. I love candy corn. Mm -hmm, Onk, if you love candy corn. So that night uh, when I, when I preached at uh, Dallin road for a number of years, me and a bunch of other brothers, we (laughs) often go bowling. And so Mm -hmm. after Sunday evening services, we went bowling, but um, I had a little issue because these two kids saw my car and, and they, they pulled up behind me and they, they started honking at first. I was like, what are they doing? And, um, <laughs> but they didn't stop honking Julie. And oh, then no. one of them got his cell phone out and I was like, I think they're following me. So I turned into the parking lot and they turned. So now I'm, I'm on high alert. And, oh, they're, yeah. and they're, they're just still honking. And so I did a U-turn and they're following me. So I don't know what's going to go down. Like now I'm getting, I'm getting a little concerned here because <laughs> people have done crazy things. You know what I mean? Wow. And so, it makes you, yeah. And so, I, I, you know, eventually they pulled up beside me. Uh, so I wasn't, I wasn't happy about that, but um, so I'm probably on somebody's TikTok page or, youtube page being followed with this honk if you like candy corn but uh-huh. um so candy corn can get a little dangerous at times that's why you know that's what we i'm need, thinking we need more resistance against it it gets a little dangerous and yeah. uh it can create some some really strong feelings but um but in all seriousness um it, it really has been cool and it's something that's growing um that I never thought or never really <laughs> intended to, you know, like I have a whole wardrobe of candy corn shirts. I have five candy corn shirts and I got to tell you the one I'm wearing right now, it's actually really, really comfortable. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to wear it okay. today. And, okay. uh, and so, uh, so I'm just leaning into the fun. A lot of people are having fun with it. Uh, brother in Christ, you saw that on Facebook is going to donate some money to yeah. sacred uh-huh. selections. So yeah. I'm like, man, now it's, and now it's creating money you know, for, for something that's really good. So it's just really Uh cool to see the fun that it's bringing in the lives of people, the laughter, me, Nikki and Josh have been, we've just been rolling about this and, um, you know, and kids are, and other people who are, you know, I'll say this too, Julie, something that I've seen too. Some people have posted, we need this. And, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if people, you know, sometimes people, people can be discouraged and maybe they're, yeah. maybe they're not laughing mm-hmm. as much or having fun. I think there's something with that, with life, you know what I mean? Where, you oh, know, we yeah, gotta, we got to take things seriously, but mm-hmm. it's something we need to have some fun. You know what I mean? In a good way. Well, I, I do, because a lot of people are, are isolated, not of their own choosing. Maybe they live in a place that's kind of isolated they they worship with a small group and and so they become isolated and they don't get to participate in things like this so this is kind of an opportunity to join in on something so you know I did a poll on my just Julie podcast page on Facebook and and my poll was you know let let's look and see what we've got about candy corn um, <laughs> I had 71 votes for yes on I like candy corn oh 71 boy votes. Now I had 25 votes. Yes, that candy corn belongs in a crayon box. <laughs> I had 14 votes as yes for candy corn should be a decoration. Mm. I had 12 votes of yes that candy corn only when mixed with peanuts. 
I had five votes, yes, that candy corn belongs in a fire pit. <laughs> I had two votes of yes, that candy corn belongs in the trash. <laughs> so people have just big emotions. I even got a card in the mail yesterday. Are you about, serious? About candy corn. It was candy corn recipes. Popped candy corn, cream candy corn, candy corn dogs, candy corn on the cob. <laughs> yeah. And and then it says, hope your Halloween is just the right amount of disgusting. Oh, are you serious? Did, serious. Wait, did they leave a name? Oh, yes. I know exactly who this is from. <laughs> they did leave a name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look, this yeah. is uh this is high intense pressure. This is a, a divide. It's like a line in the sand, you know, for oh, some people, man. you know, with candy corn. So there is a lot of uh, emotions. I love that. I love that. Um, that that poll that you took. I want you to oh. share that with me on Facebook, and uh, yeah, I'll definitely Let share me... that. But uh, oh yeah, I'll, well, I'll share that poll. And I, I've got to tell you though, the, the the comments under that poll, there were so many. But this is the comment of all comments, in my opinion. Okay. One person said they used candy corn to potty train their children. What? <laughs> <laughs> I had to read it twice. I had to read it twice. Oh, wow. Was this so they could avoid having to eat this? Right. Or was this because they wanted this? I, I don't know. She, she, you know. she didn't say. But she used it wow. to potty train her children. That's the power of the corn, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I told you I have some breaking news, and it's, yes. uh, it's on this podcast first. Um, so we're going to, I'm going to expand uh, Ben's candy corn. Uh, you know, this is just, uh, this is, this is going global. You know, yeah. you're getting stuff in the mail. There's people in Germany listening. They're on the Ben's candy corn page. One sister told me that people across the United States. So uh, there's now an Instagram Ben's candy corn Instagram page. And okay. uh, so people can uh, join in the fun there. And, um, I've, cre okay. I've created a website, Julie, benscandycorn.com. I think we can oh do some God. great things with this, with merch and recipes and uh, just a lot of things. And the biggest breaking news, oh, there's a Ben's Candy Corn YouTube channel. So you can you can enjoy all these videos for years to come. And the, the biggest news breaker, by the end of this month, there's going to be a new book released called Ben's Candy Corny book so look, oh my goodness look for that on amazon tell all story tell all book all the details about this journey and uh who knows where this is going to take us julie so. i don't know but i can see you creating a museum i'm thinking <laughs> i don't know if there's one out there yet but maybe this is your calling to create it could be a candy corn museum <laughs> Oh, this oh, is so much goodness. fun. It's, this was great. This it's was so great. much fun. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm happy that you're getting stuff in the mail too. You know, um, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I'd be curious too. You should ask your listeners, what are you getting out there? Because people are getting stuff. People are getting gifts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. uh, so I'll be curious to see how far this goes. Oh, no. We have placed candy corn, uh, uh, you know, in front and center of a lot of people. 
that probably now let me tell you what I saw a video the other day that said the reason there's so much candy corn is because it just gets trashed and they they just reuse it over and over. <laughs> so the bag that you're getting that's not new candy corn. That's it's exactly old candy right. Corn, that's exactly people right. It away. Yeah. yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's it. I think that's it. Well, Ben, you've been a wonderful, wonderful guest. I love um, what you do in your life, your personal life, your life of the Lord, and then bringing joy to so many people. And I just want to thank you and Nikki and Josh, Josh, for being the people that you are. And um, you're a delight to to many. And I appreciate all that that uh, you brought to the podcast today. So thank you so very much. Thank you, Julie. Love you. Love Wilson. And um, keep on going strong. Yes. Love you all, too. And to my audience, thank you for joining today. And you kind of got some hints of what's going to be happening in the future and where maybe you need to go on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, webpage <laughs> to kind of see what's going to happen with candy corn. But in all of this, just remember to be kind even to those who like candy corn. (laughs) Till next time. This podcast is brought to you by The Still Waters. The Still Waters is a service to provide counseling when you don't know what to do or how to make it through those difficult days. Buried beneath a lifetime of heartache and broken, Sometimes help is needed to find the real you, the genuine you, created by God. Through the still waters, you can find the life tools that lead to peace and healing and happiness. Go to the website, stillwaterslife.com, and take the first step toward rising above and finding a better life. Stillwaterslife.com. Visit the website today, stillwaterslife.com.